This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are changing some rules that could make home loans more expensive, at least for people with high credit scores. But it would be less expensive for those with lower credit scores. Critics say the rules amount to an unfair subsidy for high-risk borrowers, but the GSEs say it's a misconception about what they're changing. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. You may have seen the headlines already. One says, a bigger subsidy for risky mortgages. Another says, upside-down mortgage policy. And another says this new policy will screw up the housing market. The headlines refer to new rules from the Federal Housing Finance Agency regarding loan level price adjustments, or LLPAs, for conventional loans. They officially kick in on May 1st, although some lenders have already been incorporating them into their fee structures. If you have a mortgage that's backed by Fannie or Freddie, you have paid or are paying a fee. LLPAs are fees that the government-sponsored enterprises charge when they buy loans from lenders. The fee is passed on to borrowers as a percentage of the loan, and the amount is based on the borrower's risk factors, such as credit score and down payment. People with higher risk factors pay higher LLPAs, and they can be paid up front or with higher monthly mortgage payments. Business Insider offers a few examples of how the new pricing structure will impact borrowers. For example, someone who might see an increase could have a credit score of 700 with a 20% down payment for a $300,000 loan. They would have previously paid one and a quarter percent of that loan amount, which is $3,750. With the new fee structure, they'd pay 1.375%, which is $4,125, an increase of $375. Another example, someone who might see a decrease could have a credit score of 780, but a down payment of just 3%. Previously, they would have paid three-quarter percent on a $300,000 loan, which would be about $2,250. With the new rules, they'd pay 0.135% or $375. That is an $1,875 reduction. The National Association of Realtors is among those criticizing the rule change. It's encouraging the FHFA to rescind the new rule, especially given the affordability issues facing homebuyers today. It suggests instead that the GSEs could simply reduce the fees for higher-risk borrowers and maintain the others at the same cost, especially given the sharp decline in affordability over the past year. National Association of Home Builders CEO Jerry Howard told Newsweek, In the short term, this may increase homeownership among the targeted group, but I'm afraid it could decrease homeownership among the middle class. I'm not sure that robbing Peter to pay Paul is the right thing to do here. FHFA Director Sandra Thompson issued a press release this week to set the record straight. She says, quote, Much of what has been reported advances a fundamental misunderstanding about the fees charged by the GSEs and why they were updated. Unquote. She says the pricing structure hadn't been updated for many years, and the new pricing structure is the result of a 2021 review. The goal, she said, is to maintain support for purchase borrowers limited by income or wealth, ensure a level playing field for large and small lenders, foster capital accumulation at the enterprises, and achieve commercially viable returns on capital over time. The overhaul has been done in steps over the last 18 months, beginning with fee increases for loans on second homes, high balance loans, and cash out refis. Then some fees were eliminated for first time homebuyers with lower incomes 
but who have the means to meet their loan obligations. She says in her statement that this latest step is a recalibration of upfront fees that will make the housing finance system more resilient. Among the misconceptions, she says, are number one, stronger credit borrowers are not subsidizing weak credit borrowers. She claims that fees generally increase for lower credit scores despite the down payment. Two, she says the new fee structure does not raise the fees for all low risk borrowers. She says many borrowers with high credit scores or high down payments will see no change in their fees or even maybe a decrease. Third, she says the old framework was not perfectly calibrated to risk. She says it was essentially outdated and is now better aligned for the performance of a mortgage relative to its risk. Four, The new rules do not encourage low-income borrowers to pay a lower down payment to benefit from lower fees, because they will also have to pay mortgage insurance premiums. Five, the elimination of upfront fees is not for people with lower credit scores, but for borrowers with lower incomes. And she says they are essentially supported by the loan fees for second homes and cash-out refis, and not by good credit, high down payment borrowers. And finally, she says the changes are not intended to stimulate mortgage demand, but rather to advance the soundness and safety of the GSEs. The old and new fee structures are listed on the Fannie Mae website. You'll find links to those tables in the show notes if you'd like to compare. So how does this impact real estate investors? Well, Sean Huss of Warsaw Federal told Real Wealth, quote, For investment lending, it has actually helped out in some situations with better pricing when you have a greater down payment or a two to four unit. For a multi-unit, Fannie used to charge one point in additional pricing. Now, if an investor's credit score is 780 or higher, it's only 0.375%. Another example is pricing used to be 2.125 points in pricing for 70% loan to value. With the new pricing at 70%, the pricing is better by a half a point, which helps with lower rates. The new pricing structure only impacts conventional loans, not jumbo, FHA, or other non-conforming loans. And this news comes at a time when we have some really good multifamily deals at Real Wealth. So be sure to check that out at newsforinvestors.com. You'll also see the charts from Fannie Mae and get lots more information, including referrals to lenders who know how to really price things well for investors, especially our members at Real Wealth. That's newsforinvestors.com. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.